Let's pray. Oh God, be with us in this moment. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our rock and our redeemer. And your answer is always your steadfast love that will never fail. Amen. So last week, we were in the type of psalm we love to connect to. A psalm of praise and celebration and joy. Now this week, we turn the tables and look at the type of psalm we'd really prefer not to think about. A psalm of lament, a cry for help. I will admit that I fall into the same habit that so many of us do. I reach out to God, but it seems it's always at a low point. I'll pray when someone is sick or when a child goes missing. I'll pray when someone faces a huge financial hurdle or a marriage is on the brink of divorce. I'll even pray when a plane gets a little bit shaky. I am an awful white-knuckle air traveler. But at the times when there's joy in the air, I seem to set God aside. I can even forget that God's there, focused intensely on how happy the moment is. I get so caught up in the excitement that I'll take my eye off of God for just a snapshot in time. It's a little strange, isn't it? To always call on God for help in our toughest times and never reward God with thanks and praise for the glorious ones. How would we feel if this was how we were being treated by friends and family? Maybe you are. Maybe you have someone in life that uses you. That person who's always calling when they need some cash or a ride somewhere. Or even just calls when their relationship is struggling. Seemingly always needing a shoulder to cry on. You feel like you're taken advantage of, right? Maybe even resentful. And it's not a relationship you look forward to. You might even look for ways to sever the relationship because it's constantly draining you with negative energy and never seems to reward you with positive affirmation. The psalmist in today's reading kind of feels like that person. They certainly hit a season where they're down on their luck. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me for no reason. My treacherous enemies, those who would destroy me, are countless. I think we all have moments when we feel like this. No matter how hard we try to do the right thing, we feel like we're surrounded by enemies. So then, we call on God looking for help. And just like the psalmist, we can feel like God isn't listening. God, in your great faithful love, answer me with certain salvation. Answer me, Lord, for your faithful love is good. With each moment that passes and things don't change for the better, we get more and more frustrated. We cry even louder, asking where God is. And what is asked can really sum up 
the things that we so often ask for when we struggle. In this psalm, there are three asks of God. To be saved from certain harm. To be freed to once again pursue passions without the threat of danger. And to receive God's protection to restore a feeling of security in the future. Here's the great news. While we might struggle to embrace those that look to us only in times of trouble, God doesn't. God's answer at all times for us is, I love you and you are mine. The psalmist shares that they understood God's great mercy when they said, turn to me in your great compassion. That mercy, fueled by love, it's what gives us each hope. So what do we do with hope? Well, if we are in a time when we're down, we cling to it. We let that hope be what drives us forward in confidence, knowing that our God will always love us, hear us, and care for us. Where we see others fighting not to be swept away by the floodwaters, we need to extend the same love and mercy we are shown by God to them, to give them hope. This week, the United Christian Church in Reston, Washington, would have every right to cry out Psalm 69. Like us here at Westfield, they created and placed rainbow doors showing God's love openly for their community. Those doors were then knocked over at least twice. Last weekend, the doors were set on fire. Undeterred and confident in God's faithful love, the United Christian Church replaced them because the message was that important. On Wednesday morning, their neighborhood was startled by blasts as someone or a group of someone's mounted explosive devices on the replacement doors. According to local news reports, people in the LGBTQ community in the neighborhood say they've noticed the crimes are escalating in violence. It casts a sense of underlying fear in that neighborhood right now. The kind of fear that compels people to cry out to God in lament. And yet, even in their cries for safety and freedom, the United Christian Church extended prayer toward their enemies. Even for the person who did this, we hope that their heart can be softened too, so that they can understand that really, we're here to love people. And we believe God is here to love people. Above all else, this is the pivot that we need to make. It's not easy. In recent weeks, We've seen our share of people attack our support for God's love and that love belonging to everyone. We've even been tempted to lash back out, attacking our attackers. But that's not the way that God teaches us to respond. The psalmist got that. Notice that the psalm is filled with the definition of the conflict, crisis for safety, and cries for safety. Requests for freedom, an affirmation of knowing God's power expressed in love and grace. 
But nowhere in the psalm does the writer tell their enemies to go crawl under a rock or suffer some sense of karma or bear pain themselves. The psalmist is focused squarely on God. And that's the key. Focus on God. Always focus on God. In pain, focus on God. Under attack, focus on God. Overwhelmed, focus on God. Overjoyed and celebrating, focus on God. Because when we do, our request of God is for mercy and grace and love to win. It's for God's kingdom to be realized on earth. I won't apologize for putting this earworm in your head now because God's response is always the same. I love you and you are mine. Amen.